Do you talk with your animals? Do you know what they are trying to tell you? I've been communicating with animals since I was four years old, and what I have consistently witnessed is our animals want to be part of our everyday conversations and our extraordinary storytellers. Let me help you listen more deeply, a listening from the heart that opens all the doors to communication. What we learn from the animals helps us understand ourselves in a new way. On this episode, we take a look at animals in spirit, what happens beyond death from the animal's perspective, and we uncover the ways our pets in spirit communicate with us, as well as help us learn to recognize the subtle signs signifying that they are always with us. I can't wait to share a story of precious Remy, who came to me after he passed in an amazingly profound dream. Together we'll see that there are enormous gifts and messages continually coming from them every day. Let's get the conversation started. Hello everyone. It's a wonderful Wednesday. That's what I've decided. It's beautiful here and I hope wherever you are it's beautiful as well. I think that beauty is something inside and out and it's always important for us to remember that. So, you know, this is a uh, animals and spirit is such a it's a big topic and it's one near and dear to my heart because I think we don't often understand what happens after an animal passes. You know, we wonder, do they see and hear us? Can we see and hear them? There are so many questions and we can feel so cut off. And what I wanted to share with you is something that I learned a long, long time ago that, and this goes for human passing too, um, after a being a soul passes, the energy stays heightened for about three weeks, a solid three weeks, where you, you know, that the energy is kind of transparently dissipating and uh, leaving and uh, changing form, continuing to change form. So that soul's energy is changing form, but you can, you can feel it uh, more acutely. And of course, you probably are going through quite a bit at that point too, from a loved one that's passed. So there's, there's the energy is intense during that time. And just, you know, just pay attention. Um, I've always noticed it uh, in my own life with my animals when they've passed and I could feel their energy and I could feel it shifting and changing even as I did as well. So I wanted to share that with you. And then also I, um, in preparation for the show, and this is so interesting um, because I opened this book, uh, had guided to like share from this book. And so I opened up to a page and interestingly enough, it's, it's, um, it's called Animals in the Afterlife and it's by Kim Sheridan. And so when I opened it up, it was straight to uh, an interview that was from, I guess Kim did of Sharon Callahan and Sharon Callahan um, was actually a mentor of mine. And the whole way I found Sharon was amazing. And I've known her for over, um, you know, 15 years. And she helped, she came in right before. It's just amazing how animals and humans and support or guides come in right before things. And uh, I met her in uh, July of 2004. And then my sister passed in December of 2004. So she was already actually in place to help me through what would then become quite uh, a growth and learning over the many, many years that, that ensued, but she, um, she taught me a lot and I really appreciate this. What I wanted to share, she had um, a near death experience. She also had 
lots of different things happened to her. Her daughter disappeared when um, she was 25 and she never found her. So Sharon has had quite a, a life and has had to really dig deep and learn her own self, um, you know, tried to try to understand everything. So I wanted to read a portion that I, it's just amazing. So she said after her near death, my very first thought was, am I in heaven? When I thought that thought, the animals answered me telepathically and said, no, you are not in heaven. You can't go that far. You're going to have to go back. What the animals in this place told me was that it was the place where the blueprints for everything were kept. The blueprints of the earth and the different habitats on the earth. Blueprints that different people make for themselves before they come to earth. We all make a plan. We all make a blueprint for ourselves before we come. The animals in this place were guardians of the blueprints. This is an example of the fact that there are all kinds of jobs or assignments that one can have on the other side, whether you're an animal or human. These animal souls in particular, in this particular place, were there to guard the blueprint for things. They were like the guardians of the earth. When I had my near-death experience, one of the things the animals told me was that many of them were able to see the divine blueprint for their human companion. They were able to see things about the person's life purpose that they had forgotten. What I find a lot in my readings with animals now is that they have things to tell their people about what they should do about aligning their life more directly with their own divine blueprint and their own divine purpose. Often after an animal dies, it will tell me that they have actually gone to the place where those blueprints are kept to look at their person's blueprint so that they can begin to give that person information so their person can bring their lives more directly in alignment with it. The level of information that the animals have, have for us is just absolutely extraordinary. They can't tell us everything, even when they can see everything, because part of the reason we come here is to discover things about ourselves. If we could know everything, there wouldn't be any reason for us to come in the first place. The animals often are our guides. There are spiritual guides, and they continue that work after their deaths. They can often guide us in ways that make it easier for us to uncover what our own purpose is. The level of information and help that they have for us is beyond what most people can imagine. I... You know, I really have learned about um, blueprints in my own life and with the animals and soul mapping and our, our, our soul blueprint and um, the soul paths that we have. And so I'd love to, as we go forward with this show and, um, you know, as we learn together, share what I have learned so that then you can take it in your own life and apply and apply it with your animals. You know, what I have always said is, and I know this to be true for my own life, is we hold the history. We hold the history for being when they pass. Like we're the, we're the ones that stay and we carry that history and the energy of that being forward. I remember when my mother passed, I had this really strong realization that she held my history and there was nobody in the world Nobody in the world that would remember what she knew about me. So that piece felt gone. Um, so for us with our animals, even as they pass and, and we go through the, the, the metamorphosis and the, the change that we do, um, it's really important to know that piece, that that connection's energetic, that history is still there. It can't be broken. It can't be changed. You can't undo holding the history of someone. And I always hope that helps people 
realize as it seems like that connection has been broken, it hasn't at all been broken at all. Um, and so after an animal um, or being any kind of being passes, you know, human, animal, no difference, we're all spirit. A lot of times they will have signs and messages that they send. So, you know, it's amazing that how many ways they come through. And I personally had something happen and I shared this, I think last year, uh, but I have thankfully lots of new, new people. So if you've heard this before, my apology It's about my dog, Katie. And I've, I know you've heard me talk about her before. She actually was my shadow as well and was my gatekeeper. She was my soul sister. She, you name it, Katie was. And she passed in 2019, um, July 26, uh, 2019. Actually, Nanette, I think that's your birthday. But uh, at any rate, it's, it was really hard for me. And this past October, I was um, visiting my son and we had gone to Vail. And when I got off the airport or got, you know, my son met me, he asked me what kind of necklace I had on. And I had, um, I don't have it on right now, but it's a little paw print with Katie's ashes. And I said, oh, that's Katie. So I explained it to him. And then we get to the the lodge where we're staying and I'm busy filling out for my room. And the, the guy goes, is that a dog? And so I'm looking around like, what, what, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause I'm focused on these, you know, the paperwork and, and Cameron, my son was like, no, no, your, your necklace, he's asking about that. So I, I went through and I said, oh, that's my dog, Katie. These are her ashes. I lost her in 2019. So then I go to my room and the next morning I, uh, you know, woke up, took a shower and you know how the steam goes on the mirror. Well, I got out of the shower and I looked in the mirror and I saw you and Katie. So I stared at it because I was so stunned and I knew that there had been some synchronicities that led up to that with the necklace, but Katie was already giving me messages. She passed in 2019. It, it, that's the amazing part. These, these Anna spirit is like no big deal for them. And they love to surprise us. That is so Katie. So I actually didn't take a photo of it then because I was so shocked. And I remember telling my son about it when we walked to get coffee and he goes, well, did you take a photo? I'm like, no, I said, I was just too, like, I have weird things happen, but even for me, this was like, oh my gosh. So the next morning I'm like, I, uh, you know, I missed my chance to take the photo. Gosh. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, I hope it's still there. I hope to take the shower, get out. It's not there. And I'm so bummed. Like I missed my opportunity. And then this is a true story. It literally, as I stood there, appeared right in front of me. I saw it. It, it, it came out of nowhere and it literally appeared. I got the photo then. <laughs> I got the photo then because I'm, I was just, I don't know. It was like Katie for Katie and she was a direct communicator. So for her to like send me this kind of like greeting card, this message, I felt like she was uh, telling me, you know, look, I am always here and, you know, I can, I can communicate so many different ways and through people. She communicated through my son about the necklace and that, that front desk guy. She was giving me a heads up that this was coming. So what I want you to know is if you don't get a sign immediately, just know that as you transform and change, 
that makes it more possible for them to come through. Um, you know, in time, as we come to accept and understand the transition, we develop a renewed kind of sacred relationship with them. And it's one that lasts forever. So as you can see, I have an ongoing relationship with Katie. Um, Janet has an ongoing relationship with Grace. It is current. It's not, it's, it's not gone. It just transformed. But when we're in deep grief, we, we can't access the space to communicate with those we've lost. Um, so we're kind of blocking the channel up, you know, we're clogging up the pipe a little bit, but it's okay. It's okay because we have to go through what we go through. Um, and when we want so desperately to, to communicate that desperation can create what feels like this, like huge, um, void, huge, like they're not there. We can't feel them. Um, it, it, you know, it's that part of that grief process that if we can just, uh, you know, for me, if I have a compassionate witness that I can tell, tell that to, um, it's super important to have somebody that can hold the space for this grief and for what you can, what you need to say about it and to talk directly to your animal too, because they're definitely listening. So here's what I want to do. Um, I think this will help us all. I, this came to me very strongly um, and I, I wrote it down as soon as it dropped in. This is a way you can connect with your animal. So I called it, well, actually I didn't call it, it was like channeling, uh, mining for gold. So what I want you to do, and, you know, if you have a pencil, paper, don't have to, um, think of an animal or a person who has passed, someone that meant a tremendous amount to you. Bring that in, then think of two words, adjectives, to describe them. Give you a minute to pull that in. Two words. It's, it probably is going to come in fast. Like with Katie, when I did this, um, and I, she was probably the one directing this exercise, um, it was independent, came in really strongly, independent being. So pick one that stands out the most, the one that's highlighted, the one that feels between the two of them, one that you would say, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's my baby. <laughs> um, and once you've got that word, I want you to go into your heart and focus on that word. Drop that word into your heart space. Feel the energy of that word. Words carry energy. They carry meaning. Feel that in your heart. Now amplify that energy. Like if it's Katie and independent, I'm going to see that independence kind of like reverberating out like a, a heart that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It, what you're doing is creating resonance. That pulsing of that word, the energy of that word is creating resonance. And once you have established that, you, you're in that space, the word is there, the energy of that word is there, ask your loved one to join you in that same space. They actually already are. But this is like the, the open invitation. Open in invitation to bring them into your heart. Now, what you're going to notice, and I smile because I'm feeling it myself, there's no separation. I'm getting all over body chills that, you know, the energy and the spirit of your loved one is contained as a hologram and you can instantly connect with them 
in this way in your heart and tell me now, where are they? They're not gone. They're always there. It's like the um, email thing we used to have with the uh, gift store I had. It was called Constant Contact. It was like, that is so what this is. Allow It allows you to instantly connect and validate that they're there. They haven't gone anywhere. That, that's as real as, as anything. So hopefully that, that exercise will help you as you go forward um, in so many different ways. This can actually be taught to children as part of like, I would say it's part of the, the soul speak conversations that matter. This is a, a good exercise to be able to um, help children drop into their heart, find out what that feels like. So it's important to note that if we feel like we've been left behind, you got to understand we need to be here or we would have gone to. Um, it's important to respect that our departed loved ones have their own soul path too. You know, they're still connected with us regardless of form. So I want to tell you real quickly, I've mentioned Remy before. He's a little minpin um, I rescued many, many years ago at a gas station. I wrote about him in my, on my blog, Rescue Me. Remy was a pretty amazing, amazing dog. Um, first of all, he came to me on the wings of angels, just saying amazing entry into my life. And then as he, when he passed, um, he was, you know, he was sick. He had kidney issues. Um, he came to me in a dream several months after he passed. And it was an amazing dream because it was such a clear teaching and a, uh, a signal. Um, so in the dream, um, I'm standing looking across at a building and there's grass between me and the building underneath the overhang of that building. Um, there are beds and there are beds like what Remy used to sleep in, in front of the fireplace. It was like his favorite place to be ever. Um, so in one of all the beds were empty except for one and it had Remy's body in it. And so Remy had at that point jumped up in my arms at the beginning of the dream. And he was like, so vibrant. And he was just, I, I'm pictured like I can feel him right now. He was just so alive. And I was like, it's so good to see you, Remy. Um, I'm so happy. And like, wow, you look really good and you feel good. And my whole vibration just went, I was so amazed. And that's when he turned my, my eye to across to the building and his body. And he made me focus there. And it was so such a contrast because here was Remy's body and it was clearly a, a sick body, you know, and it was the body that had passed, but here was Remy. And he was saying to me, Hey, that's not who I am. He actually felt very disconnected from that body. He was like, that's not, not who I am at all. This is who I am. And he drew my attention back as I was holding him to show how vibrant he was. So that's what I'm saying. And that's why I wanted to share this story with you is they actually are in such a, uh, a light space compared to our heaviness that they want you to, they're wanting to connect they're wanting to communicate. And it's just a matter of us kind of like getting our vibration in the same space that they are in. And in dreams, it's easier to do that. You know, that's, that's not, just my story. That's a teaching story for everybody. It's, it, it, I really feel like it's meant to be shared. 
because he viscerally and literally gave me the feeling of what that meant. So hopefully, you know, you can take some of this and, you know, use parts of what I have experienced in my life to go forward into your own. Well, I can't believe we're out of time. Oh my goodness. I could go on and on with you. <laughs> I so appreciate um, you joining me um, from far and wide. You honor, you honor the animals, you honor me. Appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And let's keep the conversations going, the ones that matter the most. You've been listening to Tammy Soul Speak for Animals podcast. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tammy Soul Speak for Animals, and like my Facebook page, Soul Speak with Tammy Hendricks. And if you want a private session, please visit my website at TammyHendricks.com. Thank you for joining me as we change the way we communicate with animals and each other, one conversation at a time.